Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. The second round of the playoffs is underway. The second period has just started in Sunrise, Florida. The Panthers leading the Lightning 1-0. Anthony Duclair with his first of the playoffs. Starting at 7.30 tonight, it is the Blues and the Avalanche. Oh, what's on the schedule tomorrow? Well, the Rangers will play the Hurricanes. Oh, this is interesting. The Edmonton Oilers will visit the Calgary Flames. Why don't we broadcast that game right here on 6.30, Chad? Furtis Family Oilers Hockey will start with the face-off show at 5.30. The game will start at 7.30 as we roll into the long-awaited Battle of Alberta. I can tell you this. The Oilers have announced that the Ford tailgate party in Ice District Plaza will be open for Game 1 of the BOA. The gates to the plaza will open at 5.30. Uh, No admission. Food and beverage will be available for purchase. And, of course, the game's going to be with sound on the jumbo screen in the plaza. And uh, as you already know, there's a Safeway Road Game watch party inside Rogers Place. Tickets, five bucks for that. You can get them on edmontonoilers.com. Net proceeds going to the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation to support charities across oil country. For that, the doors are going to open at 6.30. That's an hour before puck drop. And you can follow the game on the uh, big scoreboard at Rogers Place. That's where I'm going to be. I'll be inside Rogers Place for the watch party. But we're going to get several thousand people in Rogers Place and a few thousand more in Ice District Plaza oil country coming together to make a lot of noise and uh, watch game one of the battle of Alberta. Of course, game two is Friday and then back in Edmonton Sunday night uh, at six. So this is going to be, uh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be exciting. And uh, we're off and running tomorrow and you get it all right here on six thirty. Chet. Okay. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Of course, we'll keep you updated on the uh, Panthers and the lightning as we move along tonight. We'll talk a little bit about what is, or perhaps isn't going on with the Edmonton Elks and the Canadian football league throughout the evening as well. But the Oilers uh, practice today at Rogers place. Now, if you tuned in yesterday, you know, several guys didn't skate. Well, a smaller list of players not on the ice today. Leon Dreisaitl, not out there. Evander Kane, not out there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, not out there. Now, the GM of the club, Ken Holland, was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer and provided this update. They'll all be in the lineup tomorrow night. They're just we're just doing maintenance, just doing everything we got to do to get ourselves ready for tomorrow night. But uh, they'll, they'll all expecting them to all be in the lineup. Okay, so expecting them all to be in the lineup tomorrow, uh, not surprising. And especially with Dreisaitl, look, I, I guess we'll see what happens. We know that Leon Dreisaitl is far from healthy. The high ankle sprain has been speculated. You know, I guess that's what it could be. Certainly something with the lower body, maybe a couple of things with the lower body. I'm and I don't have uh, I don't have any necessarily inside information where someone's told me this, so I'm just going to speculate a little bit here. But I, I wonder if we're in a situation where Dreisaitl doesn't ever practice while the Oilers are in the playoffs, or forever long that is. 
we, we know about Mario Lemieux, how when, when he was going through some of his issues, had the back problem, he just basically didn't practice, couldn't even tie his own skates. He'd get a trainer to tie his skates. He'd go out, take the pregame skate, go out, play in the game, often be the best player in the game, and uh, away they would go. So I, I would think we're not going to be seeing a lot of Leon Dreisaitl, if any, in practices, at least uh, in this series. I, I don't even know if he'll be on the ice for the morning skate tomorrow. Maybe he'll try to take a twirl then. So that's what's going on there. This is going to be such a compelling series uh, for a lot of reasons. You had both teams uh, survive seven games in round one. Um, you have uh, some players who have crossed over between the two teams. We talked about that on the show yesterday for the Oilers. You know, Smith, Russell, Kulak, Derek Ryan, they've also played for Calgary at points in their career. Uh, Milan Lucic, a former Edmonton Oiler, is, uh, is on the Calgary Flames. So that's one of the storylines going in. And then how how uh, how nasty, how physical is this series going to get? And I think we know who some of the key players are when it comes to, uh, to that side of the game. And one of them, Zach Cassian, absolutely, absolutely embracing the opportunity to play in a playoff BOA. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I know uh, everyone's looking forward to it. Two really good teams. Um, just got out of two hard-fought series. And uh, it's not only big for the teams, it's big for the province. So uh, it's probably the biggest series, personally, that I've ever played in. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and that makes this a lot of fun. And, and I think probably several players can say it's going to be the biggest series they've ever played in. Now, they're doing this for the right to play in an even bigger series and then hopefully a bigger one after that. Uh, you know, Speaking of Brett Kulak, he's been in the Stanley Cup final last year with the Montreal Canadiens, so it wouldn't necessarily be the biggest series for him. We know the story with the Edmonton Oilers that a lot of their core players have either spent most of their careers not being in the playoffs or not being able to get past the first round, so the biggest series for them. And then I think that goes for some of the Calgary players. They've had their fair share of uh, disappointments, haven't been able to go deep in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, Goudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, I think they're all sitting there probably saying as well, this is the biggest series we've played in because we've made it past the first round. And oh, by the way, we get to participate in a battle of Alberta. And Zach Cassian uh, knows that it's going to be a very physical affair. Well, you just want to look around, watch around the league, the physicality. It's not only the physical guys being physical, it's your, your top end guys. You look at Connor McDavid, game seven, first shift, he runs over, runs over a guy. I think collectively as a team, it can't just be one or two guys, it has to be a team as a whole. And like I mentioned earlier, um, discipline's a big factor, so you got to be playing in between the whistles, but at the same time, you got to be finish, finishing checks because we're not going into the series, nor were we against LA thinking we were going to win in four. Um, no team makes the playoffs. Um, that's not good. And uh, every team that makes it, they deserve to be there. So we're we're going in with a mindset this is going to be a long-fought series. So those those bumps, those bruises, pay dividends later in the games. One thing I'm looking at in this series, and of course there are a lot of storylines, but one thing I'm really looking at in this series from an, from an Edmonton perspective and how the Oilers can be successful is can they really get a forecheck and a cycle going? When they did it against Los Angeles, and I know this is easier said than done, you got to put the work in and you got to be committed and you got to make smart decisions to get the puck in your body down there to begin with. But when the Oilers against LA I thought when they committed to getting a cycle going to dumping the puck in if they didn't have a play coming through the neutral zone 
and, and to just keeping the puck deep and keeping it alive that they were really able to to create a lot of pressure and stress on the LA defense. And, and at times the LA defense wasn't able to handle it. And I think if you look at the second half of the second period in game seven, that was the, the perfect example. And remember at one point, the Oilers had 17 straight shots on goal. The Oilers set a team record for shots on goal in a period in a playoff game with 24 in game two against the Kings. So that was the ideal way that the Oilers want to play. Of course, not that easy to do. And I think it's going to be even tougher to do against the Calgary Flames, who are, are a good defensive team, have very, very physical defensemen, who I, I think are going to be looking to lay a lot of licks on the Oilers' big guys along the way. I, I asked Zach Hyman about the the key to winning those down-low battles in the offensive zone. Who wants it more? Who wants the puck more? Um, you know, you don't have to be the biggest guy to go in the corners and get the puck and, you know... I think uh, one of uh, my coaches early on said, you know, it's, uh, strength on puck is different than just being strong. You have to you know, be hard on your stick. You have to want the puck. You have to you know, go in areas. You got to be first on the puck. So there are tons of different things. It's not just about how big you are. I mean, look at a guy like Yamo. He goes in the corners and gets pucks and, and you know, beats guys who are twice his size. So I think uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the, the size is on their back end. Uh, if we play hard and we play strong, we'll be able to you know, get in the corners and get the puck back. All right, so that is uh, Zach Hyman talking a lot about uh, desire and about body piss, uh, position and, and just being dogged, which the Oilers are capable of doing it. They have a, a lot more players capable of doing that than they would have in last year's postseason when they were swept by the Winnipeg Jets. So I think that's a big story there. Are, are things going to boil over? Well, probably at some point. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and say there's going to be X number of uh fights or scrums or exactly how vicious it's going to get but i think it will boil over and i I think it's pretty easy to uh, pick a player from each team who will be uh, looking to agitate who will be looking to hit oh and by the way these two guys uh, have a history back uh, primarily from what happened in january of 2020 and i guess extending into that game where we have the goalie fight in february of 2020 and that is zach cassian and matthew kachuk remember kachuk with a with a couple of big hits in that uh, first of the three meetings they played in that stretch cassian went after him and uh, depending on uh, depending on which team you support oilers fans might say kachuk turtled flames fans might say Kachuk baited Cassian into a foolish penalty. Uh, but anyway, Cassian got suspended. Then they uh, fought in the first period back in the game in Edmonton. Remember, that wasn't the first fight in that game because Nugent Hopkins and Monaghan fought earlier in the first period. Uh, but, I, but I think those are two players who are, are going to get a lot of the focus here. Cassian is not going to play as much as Matthew Kachuk, but I'm sure they're going to be on the ice against each other at some point. And uh, Cassian was uh, asked directly about Matthew Kachuk earlier today. He's a good player. I, like I said, I watched. I watched all the games they played. Um, they're a good team. They're a good line. Um, we're gonna have to find a way uh, to neutralize that line. Um, but he's gonna do his thing. We're gonna do our thing. And like I said, um, it's gonna be a will to win. Discipline's gonna be a big factor. Um, and we're excited for it. It's doesn't get much better than this. All right, that is Zach Cassian. As we heard yesterday from the Oilers players, especially when they were kind of asked to compare their experiences playing in the two cities, uh, I, I think Cassian was careful. You don't want to provide any bulletin board material or anything that might come across as disrespectful, basically saying, Kachuk's a good player. He's going to do what he does. Uh, we got to do what uh, 
what we do. Probably the best strategy. I, I think the Oilers had to deal with a pretty agitating player named Brendan Lemieux in the first round of the playoffs. I think for the most part, they did a good job. Kachuk is different, though, because I, I know Lemieux scored in that series and maybe had a couple other flashes, but Brendan Lemieux probably wasn't going to beat you on the scoreboard most nights. Matthew Kachuk has uh, the ability not just to irritate you and hit you, but also to score. So that's going to be a key player in the series for Calgary. Tell you what, uh, Howard, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What stands out from some of the things you've heard over the last couple of days? Feel free to give me a phone call. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, no relation to Dominique. And you can email inside sports at 630Ched.com. Back in a with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, playoff hockey, uh, obviously, uh, you know, emotions will be high. Uh, Battle of Alberta, round two, eight teams left, so uh, excitement. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I think everybody's excited about the series, and, and uh, yeah, let's get going. Zach Hyman ready to rock and roll tomorrow. Game one, Oilers and Flames. I can also tell you the Blue Jays are leading the Mariners 3-0. That game is in the fifth inning. Okay. Wow, wow. we got some calls tonight. That's cool. Aaron is going to kick it off on the Certainty Hotline. Aaron, what has inspired your phone call this evening? Yeah, good, good. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just calling because I'm just thinking about the Battle of Alberta. This is, uh, this, I'm 32 years old, so this is the first time I'm experiencing something like this. And just talking about it gets my hands all sweaty and I get all nervous and everything. So I, I bet you a whole bunch of other people are, staying, are thinking the same thing. Now, my main comment is that um, you said how Calgary's got the agitator with Kachuk, but don't you think that there's a little bit with um, uh, Evander Kane? He's a little bit of an agitator, too. And I think he's going to really have a big series for us. The other thing I wanted to say was that some part of me only only also thinks that, you know, with Dreisaitl's injury, we're only going to go as far as his injury is going to take us. And that might be a struggle, especially with the Flames and their three lines that they have pretty good going. Yep. So that's another point, I think. But Oilers in seven is going to be a long series. It's going to be tough. What do you think? 
Well, I think that's a fair concern about Dreisaitl's injury. And and if he hasn't, uh, if his health hasn't improved a little bit over the last three days and if he's really hindered in this series, yeah, that's going to leave the Oilers short. And can McDavid play 25 minutes a game for potentially seven games? Uh, you know, even that could affect him as it goes on. And I think Aaron made a good point about Evander Kane. Um, there, that's another player that maybe can deal with uh, you know whether it's Kachuk or Tanev or or Anderson or whoever wants to try to mix it up for Calgary, Luch, for example. Uh, you know another player on the roster that the Oilers didn't have before. That, and I know you know Kane played on those games in March, but I, I think we're kind of throwing the regular season out at this point. Yeah, and Kane is. I mean, let's face it. I think Kane plays with some arrogance. We all saw him flash the seven fingers to the uh, to the LA fans when when he wrapped up Game Six with the empty netter. So I think that's a good point about how Kane could potentially impact this series. Uh, I'll tell you what: if you're on hold, stay there because some of you will have to move until after the six thirty news. Uh, but I do have time to get Jason in here before we break. Jason, go ahead. Yeah, Reed. Um, you know, when I look at how the two teams have performed so far, I would honestly say that this would be a battle of will. I mean, to you know, kind of quote Hyman just who wants it more my concern again is dry sidle i think without like without dry sidle it's it's almost unwinnable to me i think if calgary's playing their game because without dry sidle you can focus on mcdavid and calgary is smart enough and knows how to do that if Dreisaitl can even be functional, I think we've got a fighting chance. But without him, I just think that roster and Sutter as a coach are just too smart. They'll find a way to shut McDavid down. And I think at this point, we kind of live and die by McDavid. I also think another key to this series, and I know he's very popular, and obviously you know, I love him and he's a great player. Nugent Hopkins will have to hit the score sheet five on five, don't you think? For sure. And, I, and he's capable of that. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of work, I think. Yeah. Yeah, going to be tough. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Okay, Sir Robert and Daniel are up next. I'm just going to have to ask you to wait until after the weather here. And uh, Kelly Rudy's coming up in the next half hour, too. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since two thousand seventeen, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.